How do I buy tickets for that show? Where is the closest restaurant with a view? My kids are with me. Is there an age restriction for that attraction? These are just some of the questions that the new Vegas Near Me app will answer for you. Vegas Near Me quite literally takes the guesswork out of planning your next Las Vegas trip. It is so helpful. With constantly updated information, business hours, menus, ticket prices, parking costs, Vegas Near Me is a one-stop shop. It really is. And here's the deal. It's free and you don't have to sign up, become a member. It is simple. Download Vegas Near Me today from the Apple App Store or from Google Play. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. It's a new year, a new season, and episode 200 of Vegas Revealed. How did we spend our New Year's Eve? Plus, what's coming up in the new year here in Las Vegas? Bars, restaurants, shows, events, and lots of golf. We've got it covered. Keep moving or end up in jail. Well, details of the new law that you need to know about before you walk the strip. Also, the numbers are in for November when it comes to gaming. Our Vegas tips are back for season five. And so are our sponsors, Hotworks, Infrared, Fitness Studios, More Workout, Less Time, and the Vegas Near Me app. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's get going and spin that wheel. Welcome, everyone, to episode 200 of Vegas Revealed as we kick off 2024 with season five. Dana Roselli and Sean McAllister here, back with you again. Welcome to Vegas Revealed. Welcome to 2024. Uh, and welcome to uh, the new listeners that we have. We've uh, I know that we've grown over uh, 2023, yeah. and we've got a lot of new ears, a lot of new listeners. We thank you for joining us. Um, thank you to our longtime listeners as well. Um, but for people who are just tuning in for the first time, we kind of want to reintroduce ourselves and the show. That's right. We actually started this podcast in 2020. And you know, it was kind of before podcasts really took off. They were starting to take off, but we were kind of glad that we got on board early on. Um, and we've been doing it ever since every week. I mean, I think we've taken like a week or two off each year. That's about it from the podcast anyway. Um, so, I mean, we have been dedicated in doing this. We love it. Both of us have had a long uh, career in television and uh, broadcasting. And a lot of that has been here in Las Vegas. I'm actually going into, uh, well, going into 2024, it'll be 20 years that I've lived here in Las Vegas. How about you? And for me, it'll be 19 years. Yeah, I'm just behind you. Right. Um, and we've had long careers, as Dana mentioned, uh, in broadcasting, uh, covering news, entertainment, lifestyle. Uh, and that's given us some unique perspectives, insights, and contacts across Las Vegas over the years. Yeah, it's so true. You know, the variety of things we've done, right? You know, like I've done traffic and breaking news and and news anchoring and entertainment. And I know you've done, you know, lifestyle and entertainment and you've worked all the really big red carpets through the years for the big award shows and interviewed so many incredible people. So combining all of that, you're right. We know a lot of people. We, we get a lot of information. We love, you know, um, sharing 
sharing information that is useful to people who live here and also who come to visit here. Or if you're just curious about Las Vegas, maybe you're not even visiting, but you have this fascination that you you love Las Vegas and you just want to listen to a podcast about it. We're for you. And uh, the reason that Dana has been here for 20 years and that I have been here for 19 years is because we are passionate about Las Vegas. And here on Vegas Revealed, we like to share that passion about the city we love. Right. It's so true. Sean and I started our own company. We've been friends a long time. In 2020, we also started a company called Insightful Media, where we do media training and storytelling videos. We get hired to host things on air in front of the camera, and we also MC events. So if anyone needs some MCs for an event, we've done everything from a 70th birthday party at the Palms to, you know, the Ronald McDonald House charity gala for the year, the fundraiser. Uh, We do a lot of of different varieties of things, the 50th anniversary for the Hard Rock Cafe. And so if you need MCs, we love doing it. It's all part of our business. We media consult and do a number of things like that. So that's a little reintroduction into ourselves and to Vegas Revealed. And coming up uh, a little later in the show, uh, we have some exciting opportunities that have come our way in 2024, and we'll get into that. Yes. All right, Sean, let's talk about what you did for New Year's Eve. So uh, I went with uh, a couple friends uh, to the Bootlegger Bistro, which is on South Las Vegas Boulevard. It's a total old school Las Vegas vibe, live entertainment. There was a, a harpist Ooh, that's who fun. was in there playing for New Year's Eve. Their, uh, their regular musician w- was off on holiday, so they brought in a harpist who was playing some good music during dinner. We had some good classic uh, Italian dishes mm-hmm. for dinner. Uh, an incredible server named uh, Mark Z. If you go to Bootlegger Bistro... Ask for Mark Z. They have a a lot of great servers, but Mark really made our uh, (laughs) experience very enjoyable and memorable. And we're going back and we're requesting him again. Uh Um, But it's a great spot. I haven't been there in so long and it was great to be back. Yeah, the old school vibe is always good, right? When, you know, you go to Vegas, we have such new up and coming restaurants and, you know, celebrity chefs own restaurants here and all sorts of glamour on the strip. But every now and then it's good to go to one of the old school spots because that is part of Las Vegas as well. It is. Yeah. It is. Lorraine Hunt Bono, who was a, um, a strip entertainer for years and then became lieutenant governor mm-hmm. of the state of Nevada, uh, she runs the place. She does. I've seen her there before, too. Uh, yeah. She makes her little appearances. She's there often. Uh, yeah, the whole family is. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's always live music, always events happening. It's a great spot. Check it, out Bootlegger Bistro. Yeah, and it's uh, just like near Town Square, if you know where that is, if you ever come into Vegas. It's somewhat near there, closer to Town Square than it is, you know, up toward the Strip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you do for New Year's Eve? So I went to the Fountain Blue, which is great because it's right around the corner. You know, I told you I'm probably going to frequent there a lot because it's simple. And when I was thinking the Strip's closed, we were going to go somewhere else. And we thought, I just don't want to be in the heart of it because... If I can stick closer to home, that's always good. So yes. uh, me and my friend who live in my building as well, I live in a high-rise, um, we decided to go to Fountain Blue for dinner, and then we figured we would just kind of hang out there for a while and then maybe step out and watch the fireworks. So I did. I went to Fountain Blue, and I went to Komodo, which is amazing. I had gone there for a drink and like in a little snack one night, like a weekend before, and I really loved one of the dishes that we had just sitting at the bar. So I was like, we need to eat here. So it was great. The general manager, Nick, was helpful. 
He got us a, a seat and a table right in the front area. They play great music. I love the, the playlist there. If you love a little Michael Jackson, Prince, Whitney Houston, Gloria Estefan, they have that kind of music there, which I love because I don't like places that play like house music right. and all that kind of thing. So it is a little elevated. Like you'll hear the music's up there, but you can still have conversation. It's darker. It's a beautiful restaurant. Um, I highly recommend the spicy filet was delicious. The crispy eggplant was out of this Ooh. world. It was a side dish. It was amazing. And the mushroom lo mein was incredible as well. Um, those were just like three of my favorites, but really everything was good. I, I loved it. We had such a great time. We actually ended up like sitting there for like three hours. We also went for a drink <laughs> at the bar because my friend Denise Valdez met us there um, to begin with because she was eating with other friends in the room. So it was a, and I've gone there before. I've seen the Raiders coach there dining. Like it's a who's who. Uh, at Komodo. It's it's popular in Miami and one other place too. I can't think of where. Chicago? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, in Komodo, that's one of the restaurants that's not down just off of the casino floor. It's actually up on the second level, right? Right. And it's right near the, and I, I don't want to call it a food court. What do they call them now? Food halls. A food hall. Food. Yeah. It's right near the they, food hall. But they call it like the promenade. Canteen. Oh yeah. Promenade. You're right. Oh gosh. We're going to get in trouble there, but Hey, we're, <laughs> we're still learning the fountain blue li- lingo, but it's, it's right. It's new. <laughs> yeah. You literally go to the, the top of the escalator right. and turn right. And it's right there. So I really enjoyed it. After that, we stepped out, we watched the fireworks and I must say the stratosphere fireworks were gorgeous this year. Really cool. Um, they usually are, but it kind of looks like this big sparkler, you know, it's just really cool. We were standing at the bottom of the fountain blue. So I was looking up and it was cool to see fireworks coming off the fountain blue but I was, you know, when you're, when you're at the property, you can't really see the property's fireworks. <laughs> so I was looking across the street to Resorts World and then back toward the Strat. But the good news is that Vegas Revealed mm-hmm. gave you a prime view of uh, Fountain Blue's inaugural New Year's Eve firework display on our Vegas Revealed YouTube channel. It was a live look from the Vegas Revealed Sky Deck. That's right. <laughs> we set her all up before we went out and um it was great because we just live streamed for like five hours until midnight and then when midnight hit i actually was standing at the fountain blue and i clicked and looked at our youtube link and i was like darn that's a good shot like it was great <laughs> and then you actually cut off just that portion when the fireworks um took off and put it on our youtube as well so you can either watch the live stream if you want to go back and see or we have just the video of the fireworks portion the eight minute display off the fountain blue and it's a big deal because it was the first time the fountain blue was part of the las vegas new year's eve fireworks and people were commenting that uh at the end of the fireworks show you know when the smoke is lingering in the sky yeah uh, that it looked really cool yeah uh the lights that go across the top of fountain blue they're you know this nice rich blue Blue, kind of color and it just kind of reflected off those Mm. clouds and the smoke and it did it looked really it looked neat it did it did look really neat so i love that and you don't realize those things until the first happens right yeah it's (laughs) true never thought of it you know and that'll be interesting too like when we have that first low ceiling cloudy day which could be today when we're recording at night because we always see like the luxor light hit or the mgm gram the green hue of the clouds so i'm wondering now if the clouds will be that 
fountain blue blue. Yeah, and you know? where where I live, I look down toward the look down the street toward the strip, and I see uh, the sphere, the colors of the sphere cool. lighting up the clouds when we have a, a low cloud ceiling here in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a year of first. Let me tell you, we have a lot of new things to look at, right? On depending on the weather. So that was cool. I had a great New Year's Eve. I thought it was good. It seems like everything was safe and sound, and yeah. the strip uh, everything went off. You know, just just fine. It's great. And uh, as we look forward to uh, 2024 here throughout this episode, we want to quickly do a, a little rewind because one of the big events at the end of 2023, of course, was Formula One. And people were wondering when the numbers come out, will F1 have been worth it? for the city of Las Vegas. And we have those numbers now, and we know. Right. We know. (laughs) Finally, right? Um, Yeah, so, you know, I mean, obviously the strip, you know, portion, people were during the week of F1 or the weekend saying, oh, the the hotels are empty, and oh, look, I've never seen the casino floor so empty, and look, the slot machines are dead. Well, yeah, it looks like the slot machines... um, we're not as busy as normal, but it looks like the high roller rooms were, yeah. where, were where it was at. <laughs> That's where the action was. This was the second highest gaming month in, well, the history of Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know, Las Vegas and the strips in the county. We have the city of Las Vegas and downtown, but um, it's, you know, southern Nevada. That's really where most of the gaming. And then we have, you know, casinos off the strip as well. But all that we took in, uh, we took in a lot of money on the strip, and a lot of it was table games. And what was the total here? Uh, Eight hundred twenty-one million in gaming revenue for the strip during the month. And I believe it was, uh, it was well over a billion dollars. One point three billion, I believe. Yes. Uh, and that was, I believe, the thirty-third consecutive month of statewide gambling revenue over $1 billion. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Incredible. Yeah, it really is. And this $821 million in gaming revenue for the Strip was a 22.6% increase from November of 2022. So you can see how much, what's normally like a slower month, how much F1 helped boost that gaming number. Yeah, and I know uh, tourism, the number of of travelers who came here to Las Vegas was also up because not only did we have F1 in November, but the SEMA uh, car convention, that's an auto, like an aftermarket auto uh, convention that we have here every year in Las Vegas, that was also in November. So those two events together kind of really jacked up the the number of people who came to visit Las Vegas in a month that is historically one of the slowest months of the year. Yeah, for, so true. And there were a lot of people at SEMA this year. I don't know. It felt like there were more than normal. I, and they added like that whole thing at the festival grounds. Remember, I was kind of complaining yeah. that, that it was loud. People were spinning <laughs> out and burning out tires and stuff. It was part of it. But I was like, all right. <laughs> I had had enough of by like, you know, 11 p.m. on one of the nights. <laughs> But, you know, I was happy that everyone was in town. I'd just never seen that before, and so I feel like they added some things, and yeah, that was packed too, so that's really cool. And I know that uh, with these numbers coming out, there are going to be people who say, yeah, that's great for those high-end properties that catered to the high-end visitors who came in for Formula One, but what about everybody else? What about the local shop owners who had business that was just dead? And what about these mid-level 
hotels that were just empty. Well, those are the things that are going to be addressed in future years because that is something that needs to be fixed. But overall, we did have that influx of money and business on the Las Vegas Strip. Right. They always say you live and you learn, right? You try it and then you learn from it. And it's just like a lot of shows that we have open for a couple months and they close, retool. I mean, we, we, you know, we're based on, we're never saying like we're 100% perfect in Las Vegas. We are the entertainment capital of the world. Now we're number one up there in, in sports and, and wedding capital of the world and all that. But I think we always learn from things when they're new and we fix it. Well, and so. when you look at the history of Las Vegas, this is a city that is constantly evolving mm-hmm. and you don't evolve without looking at what works, what doesn't, fixing it and moving forward. Right. So uh, one of the Speaking things... Speaking of that. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that uh, kind of was talked about during F1 uh, was the fact that uh, they didn't want people using the pedestrian overpasses as a viewing location for the race. They put film up on the windows. They made sure that traffic kept moving, uh, pedestrian traffic. And that's something that's going to continue. Just this week, uh, there was an ordinance passed by the Clark County Commission that has essentially banned the stoppage of pedestrian traffic on those overpass bridges, the pedestrian bridges that get people from one side of Las Vegas Boulevard to the other. Uh, And what this means is that if you clog up the pedestrian traffic, the foot traffic, then the police can cite you and you can get up to six months in jail and or a thousand dollar fine. Okay. So this is really aimed at keeping the foot traffic moving. If you want to stop and take a picture while you're up there, because there are good views, you're still able to do that. You're not going to get arrested for that. You're not going to get a ticket for that. But if you're up there, let's say... Playing guitar with your guitar case open, wanting tips and people to stand around and listen to you for a little while, that's not going to be allowed. Exactly. Or You can't bring a cooler and sell bottled water where it gets people to gather around and and have to dig out their cash and try and pay you and the line gets long and all that kind of thing. Those kinds of things. A hundred percent. And people have said, they're like, well, this is cracking down on street performers, blah, blah, blah. And they said, the county commission uh, said, well, street performers are still welcome on the overpasses as long as they keep walking. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) Get your Perform and walk. (laughs) Right. Perform and walk. Keep walking. I love that. Well, you know what? I mean, they know best when it comes to safety. Um, we have actually, you know, the strip is is a really safe place if you think about how many people visit every yeah. single day. Um, and if this is going to add to that, cool. Let me know what we need to do to keep things safe and, and we'll follow the rules. I mean, everyone won't and I'm sure we'll hear a lot about it, but we'll see. Yeah. So that is one of the things uh, that is new on the Las Vegas Strip in 2024. And uh, we have a bunch of stuff to go over that is also new, and I feel like this is a year's worth of new stuff. <laughs> it is, and actually, the the list is not complete. But this no, is like not even kind close. of off the top of our head, right? Like, but we just want to run down real quick and let you know what's coming up for the year. Some highlights that we think you might want to pay attention to, and we're definitely going to be paying attention to. Uh, starting with Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Mm-hmm. Coming up February 11th over at Allegiant Stadium, there's going to really be an entire week's worth of festivities leading up to Super Bowl, and uh, we're going to be 
covering all mm-hmm. that stuff for you. So you'll want to tune in for that. Yeah. And then they have the opening, the opening night. Uh, it's going to be at Allegiant St- Stadium. They're selling tickets for like 30 bucks. They had a little sale. I already bought mine because I bought $15 tickets. They had a half-off sale. That's, I wonder yeah. if I bought. I I feel like I meant to buy them, and I don't remember if I did. <laughs> I have to go back up. and look. <laughs> well, I got you a ticket if if you need it. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they want everyone to come out to that. They're really embracing, you know, the locals and the community coming out, enjoying a lot of the Super Bowl festivities, and they are affordable. So good to know. And the NHL draft. I don't think I even knew this is going to be at the Sphere, June twenty eighth and 29th. Yeah, which is very exciting. We've had the NFL draft here. I believe this is the. First First time the NHL draft has been held here in Las Vegas. Cool. Uh, and the first time, certainly, at the Sphere. Yeah. And that's going to be the first major, like, sporting event, sports-related event that's mm-hmm. that's being held there. We've only seen concerts and the uh, postcard from Earth. Yeah. Uh, film shown there so far. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm sure the outside, the exosphere will have things going for Super Bowl, but we haven't heard of anything happening inside the sphere yet. So yeah, you're right. This could be the first. And then UFC is going to do something at the sphere on September 14th. I know Dana White was talking about that and excited that he kind of coaxed him to to allow him to do this. He had a vision. Yes. Uh, Also tying in with uh, Super Bowl weekend, Live Golf that is the um, tournament, the the uh, golf uh, group that kind of competes with PGA. Okay. It's a Saudi-backed golf. Got it. Never heard of league. it. League. The golf league. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they're having uh, their first U.S. tournament of 2024 Super Bowl weekend at the Las Vegas Country Club. Oh, cool. I so love that. that will uh, bring in a whole other sports crowd right as well and speaking of golf a lot of golf attractions are opening in las vegas in the upcoming year atomic golf at the stratosphere i know they're they're pushing hiring and filling you know with uh, employees and doing interviews and stuff off-site right now uh swingers we've talked about this at mandalay bay adult golf <laughs> um adult <laughs> mini only golf, yeah. yeah mini golf and then Pop Stroke over at Town Square, and that's kind of backed by Tiger Woods. So um, that'll be opening as well. So we got a lot of like golf's going to be the thing, and then we already have Top Golf that is so popular, and it'll be interesting to see with all these different attractions if they'll all stay busy or they'll spread the love or what. Yeah, it will. And I know that they're even off the strip, there's some other um, golf facilities that are going to be opening up as well. So a big year for. Golf in Las Vegas. Yeah, definitely. Hey, some shows that are coming that are new. Disco show by Spiegel World. And you know Spiegel World. They they have Absinthe at Caesars Palace. They had OPM at Cosmopolitan, which just recently closed to make some room, I think, for Disco Show. Or it was just it's, it's, it was time to end the show. And then Atomic Saloon over at uh, the Palazzo. But now they're adding Disco Show. I look forward to seeing what that will be like. I'm sure it will be... Outrageous in many ways. And this is over at The Link Disco Show. It's taking over the space. You know, before The Link was The Link, it was Imperial Palace. Oh, yeah. And Imperial Palace had a, a sports book over at that property, which has been walled off and not accessible to uh, casino visitors mm-hmm. since it turned into The Link. Um, and they've kind of gutted that entire space and turned it into a venue for disco show. So okay. it'll be interesting to see 
what this is all about. I'm guessing strong 70s vibes. Uh, probably, yeah. I think they showed their little uh, <laughs> teaser video and it, it seemed to go in that in that direction. Studio 54-esque. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I went to the Luau at Imperial Palace. Did you ever go to the Luau? No. Oh, it was when I was visiting once, and it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of stories tied to Imperial Palace. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was like a thing you had to do, like go to Imperial Palace and do the Luau. But <laughs> after it was over, I kind of wished I didn't. So- I did go, <laughs> although before Imperial Palace closed and turned into the link, they did have, I believe, a Mai Tai bar. There was a tiny little Mai Tai bar kind of stuck in the back. Okay. And they had great Mai Tais. Oh. I did stop there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was it was an iconic spot, that's for sure. Hey, another show that's opening uh, just off the strip. I don't know if you guys have, any of our listeners ever been to the Orleans, but it's a popular hotel casino off the Strip, just to the west of the Strip, down Tropicana. And I go to the movies there often. I like the movie theater there. But anyway, they are actually going to have their own residency show, and they're bringing back Jersey Boys. So I thought that was cool. And I I think this is the first residency show that they're staging at the Orleans. I think so. And so they're trying something new. And what I love is, you know, uh, Jersey Boys, they were over at the Paris for a long time, started at the Palazzo, closed, and it's been years now. Um, and it's such a you know a staple show that people go and they love and they've seen it over and over. But I love also that they're bringing in this large cast, so it's like jobs for you know all these people to to come have a show at the Orleans and and you know stay here for a while, not just swing into town and then leave. So I look forward to. I think that's going to do pretty well at the Orleans. Actually, I think it's a good crowd for the Jersey Boys. Yeah, and it's the music and the story of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. They've got VIP. Packages mm-hmm. available. They sure do. Bottle service, the whole nine. I was going looking through. We were laughing. We we're going, wow, look at this. Is like, you know, they have options. Way to go, Orleans. <laughs> Box seats and yeah. all sorts of stuff. So um Shania's coming back to Planet Hollywood. I always feel like Shania's kind of the share, like farewell tour, <laughs> and then she's back again. But Shania has been uh in Vegas, left Vegas, she's back, so she's come back again and she'll be over at Planet Hollywood's back theater. Uh, a, a group that we have never seen have a residency here in Las Vegas. Wu-Tang Clan okay. is going to be launching a residency of their own over at uh, Virgin Hotels. That's the old Hard Rock over there at Harmon and Paradise, just off the strip. Also, Jodeci is going to be staging their residency at House of Blues. I was at that um, festival this year. Gosh, we're really like, I feel like this whole podcast, we're like, you know, uh, remember, what was the name of it? I don't, oh my gosh, we're really, it, you know what, it's a, we're, we're a year older. Getting the brains back into the, back out of holiday mode, into thinking mode. What was I at? Was it Forever Young? When or? we were young? No, it was the one, Chris Brown, it was like a whole great like list of R&B and Oh, oh my gosh! I remember that friends you went to it. Festival. Friends and lovers. That was that it. it? Lovers and friends. Well, that friends was, and lovers. That was a festival. It was. That's the festival I went to. <laughs> and I remember walking by and going, "Oh, I love this song." And oh, they're good. And it was Joe to see. So oh, okay. That's what I was trying to get to. Gotcha. <laughs> We're there. That we was, made it. Whew, all right. That was like totally, <laughs> yeah. The lovers and friends or friends and lovers, whatever. It sells out every year over at the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. Um, they have like two nights. Jodeci was there. They were fantastic. So FYI. 
but again, they'll be at uh, House of Blues. Uh, Fish is the the next residency that we'll be seeing over at the Sphere. They have, I believe, four shows that are announced so far. Yep. Uh, the coming up this spring, April, right? Yeah, in April. Yep. And Dana, I know you're excited about this one. Well, I am, but here's the deal. Uh, New Edition is coming to the Encore Theater at the Wynn, but they're like sold out. Like the first day I went on, the next day I went on day two to look at tickets and there was like nothing available that I could find except on resale sites. And then I had a friend, my friend Gina was tweeting me going, "Um, what the heck, like New Edition, trying to get tickets, can't get it. So like, I don't know. I haven't looked today when we're recording to see what's available, but as far as I know, I think they might be sold out or close to sold out. Very few tickets available. So what you're saying is we need to talk to Win and AEG <laughs> yeah. and New Edition and to add more dates. Add more dates. I think they're, I mean, if, if they sold out that quick, I wonder if they'll, you know, add more and become a little bit more of a residency. I'm not sure. Um, but they might need to also add a folding chair for Roselli at the end of a row <laughs> so that I can fit in and see the show because I'm dying to see it. You really want to push the capacity of that theater, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have celebrity bars opening up. This one has been, I feel like I've watched the whole thing on Instagram. Is it uh, Old Red by Blake Shelton? Both Blake Shelton and Old Red doing a lot of updates over there at the Grand Bazaar Shops at Horse Horseshoe. <laughs> what were you going to say? Horseheads. Horseheads. My first job oh my in God. Elmira, New York was on television. Second job for NBC. I lived in Elmira and Horseheads. Horseheads so is right on the New York State Pennsylvania border, down there by Painted Post. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. It's over there at Horseheads. No, the horseshoe. The horseshoe. See, I told you. It's wow. The uh, brain fog is real. <laughs> Old Red uh, is a total Nashville style honky tonk, and it's taken over the entire corner of Las Vegas Boulevard mm-hmm. and Flamingo. Uh, it's a multi story building. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, we can expect live music in there. Um, we're actually going to be headed over for a, a, an early look in a couple weeks here, so we'll be able to report back to you on that. Um, but I, I love Nashville. I love Broadway yep. in Nashville and just hopping from honky-tonk to honky-tonk. So I'm excited to have a place like this. Uh, right there. And having the foot traffic that will just be able to go right in Mm -hmm. is going to be, I have a feeling it's going to be a very popular place. And I believe I read there's going to be a big tractor hanging from the ceiling or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, people love, you know, those kinds of bars are so popular. I mean, we have Stonies in town, you know, like two of them. And they're always just jam-packed. And and then, you know, we've had so many country bars on the Strip that people just love. And they've always got the live music thing going. It's just so good, right? And uh, John Rich from Big and Rich, he mm-hmm. had Redneck Riviera oh, yeah. over there at Grand Bazaar Shops. But it was set way in the back. Like, you had to go all through the shops to get there. And then I think you had to go upstairs. And so it wasn't the easiest location to get to. Still an incredible space. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm glad that it ended up closing, but I'm glad that, um, 
that Nashville vibe. We're going to have Nash Vegas vibes yeah, we right are. there at Flamingo and Las Vegas Boulevard. And I noticed that they put out a lineup of different performers and it looks like it's a good mix of, you know, some of the some of the country singers that we have living here in town mixed in with, you know, acts that are coming into town and love leaving. That. So I love I do love that. I'm I'm excited that, you know, it'll give some folks work that live here in town and want to perform their country music as well and um, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of visitors as well. Yeah. Uh, also, we've talked about this. Bruno Mars opening a lounge of his own over at Bellagio called Pinky Ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we expect that uh, in 2024 as well. And I believe I saw um, our friend Johnny Katz was out at a, a music event okay. recently and said one of the uh, musicians has been in... Uh, rehearsals to perform at uh, Pinky Ring. Cool. Yeah, that'll be... Yeah, I think they're going to have... It sounds like maybe a house band is going to be performing in there. I like that space, too, at the Bellagio. It's so good. It's like right in the center. Right in the center. It's great. Anything that's in the center is good. I went to the center bar, the blue bar at Fountain Blue the other day, and we sat there for like two hours. I caught up with some, some friends that met me there, and... I just I really enjoyed it. I like the center places. The center bars are great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Pinky Ring will definitely be cool. You know, I mean, Bruno's just going to bring it. And so many people went to Bruno Mars over New Year's Eve weekend. They did. Yeah, and JLo and Ben were there. Right. Our friend Carrie that runs Teaspoon um, Bakery, she was there and she said... Ben and, and Jen were very cuddly and all over, and they walked right by her and her daughter, and she had like the inside look. Oh, look at that. She I could know. have written a whole article for <laughs> some magazine. Yeah. She was quick to point out they looked like they were in a good mood, you know, because everyone always says they never look like they're in a good mood together. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have a fabulous night. But Ben is just, you know, he's not he's not the most camera-friendly person. <laughs> My dad's not a fan of Ben Affleck, so he always oh, no? very vocal about it. No, he thinks he's sneaky. He thinks he's oh. too sneaky for that. That Jennifer Lopez. I don't know why he thinks that, but I always do a little Instagram story with him whenever I visit him, and he gives his update on Ben Affleck. Too sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Ben, yeah, had, yeah, there are opinions. I like Ben. I'm glad that they went and had fun. I think she went over to Christina Aguilera at uh, Voltaire after that with her friends or something. I don't know if it was the night before or after Bruno Mars. That's right, because Christina kicked off her Voltaire residency. Yeah. Uh, New Year's Eve weekend, and man alive, did she look great. Oh my God, fantastic. And we had one of our listeners uh, and our friends on Instagram give us a whole review and send us videos. And he said that uh, Christina did a 75-minute performance, looked amazing. Um, She did like a little New Year's Eve countdown that night. Um, But he said, you know, great vibes overall. He wanted more and more Christina. Um, he said many folks were seated, so the general admission view was actually pretty good. People oh, stood up okay. and then sat down for a lot of it. He also said Paula Abdul was in the house. He saw Paula there, hey, too. Hey, Paula. So, yeah, it was quite a weekend of of sightings. But, yeah, he said A-plus night overall. He had a blast. Oh, do you think Paula might be a, a new headliner over at Voltaire down the mm, line, too? Maybe, could She's be. She's had a Vegas residency before. Yeah, she has. We'll see. I don't know. I... I it's interesting. A lot of people are checking out that space. It's got about a thousand seats, so it's a little larger than uh, like a medium-sized showroom, but it's still so intimate. Or potentially J Lo. Yeah, possibly. I know Ooh. that there there's a lot of talk right now um, 
that JLo is going to have a residency here in Las Vegas again, and she's kind of deciding where she's going to go. So, mm, so this could have been a scouting mission. Could have been a scouting mission. I don't know. JLo, I wonder if she'd do a thousand room if that's too small, but it could be fun. I mean, I, I think she, first of all, she puts on an incredible show wherever mm-hmm. she is, but that would be such a cool experience yeah, to be it, that up close and, and personal. Right, it would be. I mean, I know people, you know, I think any of those shows, when you come out, you look fabulous, you've got great, you dance great, you've got great dancers behind you, you know, the band, that's the perfect kind of setting for that. And It is. Sometimes you don't always have to do stadiums and stuff. You want to get a little creative. That's why I think when people go to the Sphere, it only fits 17,500, and a lot of people are like, well, who's going to go there if they can do stadiums? And it's like, well, maybe if they just want to get a little creative and do something new, they might. Yeah, so and we'll if, see. If the paycheck yeah. is right. I know. <laughs> We've kind of uh, gone off on a tangent, so sorry about that. But there's a lot to talk about. Track? Yeah, I guess so. Restaurants. Um, Brasserie B by Bobby Flay at Caesars Palace is now open. So Open Table is taking reservations. It's open um, and it's good to go. And that's in that hallway that is right across from Nobu. Yep. Uh, Karama by Wolfgang Puck over at Mandalay Bay. It's taking over the space that used to be Lupo, which was Wolfgang's other restaurant. This one is uh, kind of modeled, inspired by uh, the recipes of Wolfgang's mom. So it'll be it'll be nice to be back over there. I love that space anyway. I loved Lupo. Can't wait for uh, Karama. Mm-hmm. Also, Canteen Food Hall over at the Rio mm-hmm. is going to open this year. This is uh, in the space that used to be the Carnival World Buffet, which was for years and years and years the largest and one of the most popular buffets in all of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. It really was. People loved it for the seafood, right? Yeah. And it was like the most talked about and written about. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see Canteen Food Hall at Rio. So many food halls up and down the strip now. That's the thing, you know? And see, I'm going to go off on a tangent again. By the way, uh, since Durango has opened, all I'm hearing is, and I've gone there too, it is packed. Yeah. People are, there's lines at the food hall. I mean, the restaurants are busy. I just talked to a friend of a friend who she waitresses or works over at Nico's Steakhouse and says they are slammed every night. Jeez. Um, And that it's just, it's just doing really well. I know it's the holidays and a lot of people were off and seeing family, but you know, there really isn't a ton of stuff down in the Southwest part of the Valley. So it seems to be doing really well. But anyway, they really have a great food hall too. But food halls are the thing. They are. We need to do maybe like a podcast on just food on halls. just food halls. Yeah, there's I more at the Aria and so many. Uh, and by the way, Canteen Food Hall is just one of the new uh, changes and new upgrades that we're uh, seeing over at Rio. We'll yeah. be seeing that uh, revitalization of that property continue uh, through the new year as well. And it needed it, for that's yes, for sure. It did. I had someone write us on TikTok saying she was staying in one of the new revamped rooms. Oh, and that it was nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, what else? We've got a lot to talk about in tips. I just keep thinking of more and more things. But we just wanted to also mention that, you know, the Tropicana Las Vegas, it, it's been there a long time, right there at the corner of Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard. That we're going to say goodbye to in late 2024 because they're building a baseball stadium there. Yeah, so uh, if you're in Las Vegas, make a point to stop in. Uh, if you're coming to Las Vegas, make a point to stop in and say farewell to the to the trop. Also, um, we're hoping 
that construction is going to begin on that high-speed Brightline train between Las Vegas and Southern California. Uh, Late in 2023, there were federal funds that were approved that kind of essentially gave a green light to start Mm -hmm. the project, and it was much-needed funding in order to move forward. So that came through. Um, We're hoping to see that construction begin. Yeah, please. Let's get that going. I think we just need more ways to get back and forth to Southern California, right? Otherwise, Mayor Carolyn Goodman (laughs) is going to keep on tweeting. Uh, I know. Oh, my gosh. She's about to do her last State of the City address. She is. I know. The um, Goodman era in Las Vegas. Man, yeah. She's been pushing to widen I-15. We've talked about that on the podcast. Right uh, over the California, or, or over the Nevada border, I should say, in California, for a long time. So just make it easier for everyone to come and go. We love that. They all come in for the weekend. Um, somebody did point out on our Instagram, though, like, well, why would California make it easier for their people, <laughs> their residents, to come to Las Vegas and leave and spend money and then come back? And I'm like, I mean, good point. But, you know, like the the mayor was pointing out, it also has to do with, you know, the trucks and stuff that come and go and the produce and, and you know, making it just a more enjoyable experience so that they can get home. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if they come to Vegas anyway, then they're either coming on a Monday morning or, you know, the the traffic's going to back them up so much they're not going to make it to work on on that day. Right. So anyway. Uh, let's do some tips. Uh, starting off our first set of tips for 2024, Dana, we're, kind of, we're going back to uh, Fountain Blue for our first tip. Yeah, and the reason is because this restaurant, Mother Wolf, opened, and all everyone is talking about is how the one in L.A., you can't get in. You know, you've got to call months and months in advance, and you can't get a reservation. And it just seems to be something that has traveled and traveled, and they're doing a good job, you know getting the word out about yes. that. Anyway, so I did go there to eat, and so I've had so many questions <laughs> that I figured I would do it as a tip. Um, Mother Wolf, we did go. We went to a 5.30 reservation, so we went early. Um, it was New Year's Eve weekend. I think it was the Friday before, and it was definitely booked up, but there were some late reservations and some early. Um, a couple things I wanted to mention. Um, the main dining room, it can get loud when it's full. It's a louder restaurant, more like just you know a little music and everyone's conversation. But we actually sat, there is a room that fits about, I think there were like maybe six tables or five tables in there, maybe maybe seven, there was a long one, just off the bar area. And that's where we were sat. And it was a little bit more quiet. So oh, okay. that's a tip, isn't it? If you're going to catch up with family and friends, right. you want to go to Mother Wolf, maybe you request the side room. And it's all open and everything. It's not closed off. You can still see out into the restaurant. Yep. But it's it's also right there next to the kitchen. So there's a little glass area where you can look into the, the kitchen. And then it's basically when you walk in, you go past the bar and it's straight ahead. So maybe you want to request that. Uh, the service was excellent. Our waiter, Jason, just really amazing how he educated us on every item, what they're known for, what the restaurant, you know, is known for, um, how to eat the dishes. He was like, you know, I would recommend trying a few things and not getting, you know, all your own dish if you want to try different things. So do family style. Family style, try each course, that kind of thing. And so they were great and answering questions and helping us along. A lot of people have asked me price points. So we did get a pizza as an appetizer and it was amazing, I must say. The pizza was actually uh, 30 bucks. okay? So $30, but three of us split it. 
Um, and I think we even had a piece to take home. So uh, it was delicious. I got the really spicy one. I forget the name of it, but it was it was so good. I'm actually going to click over and and maybe look at the menu right now. But nope, it's not coming up. Okay. So anyway, I had the spicy pizza with all the you know the salami on it yeah. and the oh it was so good. Um, that was amazing. And then I had one of the spicy. I like spicy spicy pastas as well. And that was uh, twenty five dollars. So a lot of the pasta dishes were like twenty five, thirty, thirty four, thirty. So that's not terrible. Not terrible. Um, we decided not to share because two of us wanted the spicy pasta. <laughs> and so we didn't want to get the like variety because we were like, well, I know I, w- I want that. Right. I know I want that. So, um, But they have a lot of um, signature dishes there that people love. Anyway, that that was some of the price point. And, um, you know, there's a, a wide variety. It gets a little higher. There's a couple things that are on there uh, for a little bit lower. They brought an amazing bread to the table. I highly recommend it. I thought it was good. And... Um, the the pasta was it was just different. It was so good. It was a little al dente. It just was delicious. All freshly made. I recommend it. If you can get into Mother Wolf at Las Vegas before it gets too hot and too hard to get in, you know, try it out soon. And I will say also uh that I had the best old fashioned that I have ever had in my life Ooh. at the bar at Mother Wolf. Okay. It was so good. That's I remember you saying that. Oh. It was opening night, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, you had mentioned that. Because I'm not a big old-fashioned person, but you were like, it's so good. It, it was incredible. Yeah, good to know. The bartenders are great over there. And, you know, they're, they're working all the time. And, like, it's a lot of, like, you walk in and it's you see a lot of friendly faces and people you know. And I, I've been over there quite a bit. <laughs> Just because, you know, during the holidays, like, so many people were off. And that, for me, I didn't have family in town, so I was trying to catch up with old friends. Yeah. And everyone would say, I want to see the Fountain Blue. And I was like, great. It's around the corner great for me. convenient so, meeting spot. So I was there, like, all week. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a Fountain Blue regular now. Um, a couple other things along those lines that I wanted to mention. I actually did meet some friends at the Win one night, and we went out to eat, and we were there over three hours. And I wanted to let everyone know, we've talked about this before, that locals get free four-hour parking with an ID. That's now out off the table. They don't do that anymore. We were there more than three hours, and when we left... I was trying to scan and we buzzed the little thing, you know, and, and the speaker came on and the guy was like, no, it's only three hours free for all, for everyone. So it's always the first three hours are free in the South Parking Garage for everyone. They're not doing the four-hour extension for Nevada locals anymore. They let us go this one time because I didn't know the rules had changed. I did just go look at the website and I don't see the locals thing on there anymore. So I don't know if... The, the parking garage was very busy, busier than normal, and I wonder if a lot of people are parking there and walking to the sphere, mm, and they're trying maybe, to eliminate yeah. some of that, so I'm not sure. But no more on the locals' four-hour deal over there. Also, Fountain Blue, I've gone to the garage several times. It looks like they're not charging for parking yet because they just want people in there and experiencing it. Don't know when that's exactly going to kick off, but the gate is always up. Another thing I learned... Um, when I was over having lunch with some folks at Resorts World is that I think it's approved or has one more little thing to be approved by the county, but they are building a pedestrian bridge from the Fountain Blue side to the Resorts World side. So it's not right at Fountain Blue, but it's right around that area, the Walgreens and the Ross, that kind of parking, uh, or sorry, shopping center there. And it'll go from there over to Resorts World. So that'll make it easier for you to get, you know, you want to go to the Wynn, you want to hop to Fountain Blue, you want to take the pedestrian bridge over to Resorts World. Maybe Circus Circus. Then you want to hit Circus Circus, right. It's all going to come together. It's lots of fun, any of that stuff. 
Um, so now that will be, or go to the Sahara too. So it's started starting to build up there at the north end, and I think the pedestrian bridge will be great. As long as you keep moving, yes, and you keep don't get a ticket moving for stopping, right. Uh, that's an episode. It is. But, you know, I wanted to mention one more thing. Oh, I don't okay. know if you want to mention it, but, you know, we're excited that possibly be moving to television soon. Um, it's our little treat we got for the new year. How did we, I forget about this? I don't know. We have some interest though, and I'm excited. We're going to continue the audio version. And, and if we did this, um, which we think we are, is going to be in February, but, um, here's the deal. Here's a tip. If you want to be part of the Vegas Revealed podcast and be a sponsor, or you want a commercial to run in our television show that we're going to be starting, hit us up. Yeah, and uh, we will have more details uh, about the show, when and where to watch, uh, all that good stuff um, in the coming weeks. Uh, but yes, this is an opportunity to be a part of the show as we uh, launch and um, have some new eyes and some uh, new listeners mm -hmm. as well. So we're excited about the opportunities that 2024 is bringing and the possibilities that are coming along with it. Yeah, we look forward to, you know, Sean and I, our background is television, television news, television lifestyle shows, um, you know, hosting live events. And so we look forward to being able to bring this to TV. If you have an idea or you are interested in learning more, you can hit us up on email, ideas at Vegas-Revealed.com, ideas at Vegas-Revealed.com, and we will write you back. Have a great week, everyone. Take a holiday.